Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steed, uh, the voice of your valet. Number says News Talk Station. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on! That Schumer said... the little communities up and down the Central Valley. So happy to have you with us here on this beautiful Saturday morning. It's a wet and rainy Saturday morning. December 3rd, 2022. That's right, the bonus half hour. You know, I didn't know if I'd get this in. Matter of fact, I'm still not sure if we will. But we're going to give it all we got. Uh, Here we are. Uh, A wet and rainy Saturday. You know, it's the day of the Christmas parade. We were talking about that in the uh, earlier hour. If you were there with us, hopefully you were. If you missed it, hey, you can always go through our website, 1480kyos.com. And there on our website, that's right, there on our website, you'll see the podcast. You click on that, you'll come to Citizen Watch. All of the old shoes are up there, all the old shows. Of course, we haven't been on for a while. You know, We had some time off there starting in September. Made that city council run, and uh, now we're back into it, getting into it yeah, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Don't call me Shirley. You ever watch the old airplane movies? Leslie Nielsen. Anyway, uh, we're uh, we're getting close to getting back into the saddle, back into the normal swing of things. It's tough. I'll tell you, it's really tough. You know, we uh, we do a lot here. We got the morning news. Now I got to get used to getting up early in the morning again. Oh. Getting in here, but we're getting, like I say, we're getting back into it. Just give me a, give me a little bit longer. We, uh, we had a great, a great uh, Thanksgiving holiday. It was just a wonderful time. Family members, loved ones. Again, uh, appreciate everybody that puts up with me. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a lot. I'll tell you, we've been doing a lot here the last few months, and. You know, you can you only have so much time in the day, and it's hard to uh, it's hard to delegate your time to all of those that that really want to be with you. And again, I, I just thank everybody for their patience and for all of their support over the last few months. It really it really means everything to me. So here we go into Saturday. Uh, one of the fun things that's happening today, as I told you, is the Christmas parade starts downtown Merced City. Christmas parade. I know there's a lot of other parades out there. If you're living in Los Banos, you're like, hey, what about ours? You have one, too. And then uh, Gustine. I don't know. I think theirs is next week. I was reading them. I'll read them on the news next week, the ones that haven't happened. I know there's one that's happening on the 9th. And uh, I forget where that is. It's somewhere over there on the west side. Maybe it's Livingston. I I forget. But uh, Merced is having theirs today. A lot of floats. I'm going to actually be one of the... uh, Excuse me, I'm going to be one of the color commentators there as the floats go by at the west end. That's the tail end. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And 50, what, we have 56, 57, I haven't printed off the new the new itinerary, but a lot, a lot of uh, participants. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's not the reverse parade we had last year. It didn't work out so hot. It was, I mean, it was an idea. You want to get out there, but uh, people want to, you know, they want to sit on the sidewalk. They want to watch, you know, have things go by them and then uh, go out and patronize some of the local businesses. Hopefully, 
hopefully that's what will happen. So uh, what are we going to talk about now? Well, you know, I, I talked a little bit about the city council meeting that will be happening uh, Monday night, December 5th, over there at the city council chambers. Did I finish talking about the Christmas parade? Three to six. It's three, actually it's seven if you want to see Santa. Santa's going to stay there till seven. But the parade's going to start at three o'clock on G Street. Go all the way down G Street past R or to R or maybe just before R. I don't know. Anyway, past me on N Street. And then uh, it's five o'clock. They're going to have Santa down there at Bob Hart Square. And they're going to have plenty of, uh, you know, tents in case there is a little uh, liquid sunshine out there uh, to keep people dry. They're going to have the pictures, the whole nine yards. You can do that. Gonna have uh, what hot cocoa or cider or something? I don't know. They're gonna have some uh, some refreshments. I don't know about any adult refreshments. You probably got to slip into Five Ten or one of the uh, Destinos or one of the places there to get an adult a beverage. Hi-Fi somewhere over there. Get to get a little uh, nice little glass of wine. I hear they're gonna have some muddled uh, muddled wine, which sounds very interesting over there at Hi-Fi. But lots of the businesses are gonna be open. But anyway, three to five. And then at 5, they're going to do uh, the, uh, well, Santa. Santa's going to be there at 5. And then the tree lighting at 6 o'clock. You don't want to miss that. Let's see if all the plugs, you know, like the Griswolds. Okay, here we go, honey. So uh, that's that's the Christmas parade. So now we finished that up. Now let's go to the city council meeting. Going to be a big city council meeting Monday, uh, December 5th. City of Merced, downtown, city hall, the palatial chambers there. I'm sure freshly vacuumed. All the desks freshly waxed, new nameplates, the whole nine yards. They're going to swear in uh, three new faces. And we talked a little bit about that in the previous hour. And again, if you missed any of that, go to the uh, website. You can hear that. But uh, three new faces on a council of seven. So not quite a uh, majority, but uh, darn close. And definitely uh, has an effect on a supermajority, which we found out what that was last uh, last time we had a well, the different the previous council when they stopped the public safety tax from going on the ballot. So that'll be interesting to see what goes on in the future there. But there are some other issues, and as you know, we like to go through the agenda and uh, and pick apart what's going to be going on. So one of the first items on consent, which may or may not be pulled, these are again just you know item one through fifty, and uh, you know bang the gavel down, and they all go through without a lot of common day, uh, comment. Every once in a while, look at these things and see what they're about. And some of them, uh, uh, some of them kind of uh, turn my head. And then, of course, I'm on the wrong one. But what it is is that the restrooms over there at the airport, our beautiful airport over at Merced, Merced International, I call it, but it's actually Merced Regional Airport. And uh, what I find interesting about our Merced Regional Airport, and what may uh, a lot of people may not know is the Amazon Distribution Center. The new Amazon Distribution Center in Turlock is named after, you'll never guess, the Merced Regional Airport. And the reason they do that is wherever the closest uh, regional airport is next to their uh, hubs, because you'll never believe this, how they get a lot of this stuff around at Amazon. They fly it. Yeah, it's hard. You know, you wouldn't think, but yeah, they do. And, of course, they use trucks and, and uh, drones and all these things and, you know, delivery vehicles. And, you know, we've all seen the Amazon, Amazon driver, you know, drop kick your package over the fence. And so they use all these different things to get your package out, Amazon. But they use, uh, they name their distribution centers a very sexy, I think it's MCE41 or something. 
But uh, it stands for Merced uh, Regional Airport, which I find just fascinating that why didn't Merced get the Amazon Distribution Center? Why wasn't it located in Merced County, close to the airport that it's named after? I mean, it just, I don't know, maybe it's just me. And if you look at the uh, logo they have there in the lobby of the Turlock Amazon Distribution Center, uh, it's a big uh, B-52 flying over, so it kind of has that castle you know, feel, you know, Castle Air Force Base, as we always uh, still call it, uh, much to the chagrin of some people that say, hey, it's not, it's Castle Commerce Center, it's the Mid-California International Trade District, it's the, uh, I don't know, we've named it about, it's a railroad now, it's all kinds of things. But I just find that interesting that the new Turlock, the Stanislaus County uh, Distribution Center for Amazon is named after the airport here in Merced County. Anyway, that's just, uh, we should have had it. We should have had those jobs, folks, I'm telling you. Hopefully the new city council uh, will be much more business uh, friendly. You know, the internal squabbling will stop. The, uh, you know, the vilifying of public safety, the vilifying of uh, private enterprise, the vilifying of uh, the business community. Hopefully all that's going to stop because we really need uh, to get some jobs here, if you haven't noticed. But I digress. So uh, on the agenda is the award to TNS, TNS Intermodal Maintenance Incorporated uh, doing business as TNS West for the Airport Transient Pilot Restroom. Now you're thinking a, tr- a restroom for transients? No. Transient actually means kind of, you know, in transit. In other words, you don't you don't live there, but you're not you're not staying there unlike our unlike the folks under the Bear, uh, the Marquis Road Bridge. They're they're living there. So this is for the pilots that come through. I, I believe the uh, passengers will be able to use this. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, they're going to uh, have a new restroom in the amount of $212,679. Now, that's a lot of money for uh, a couple of toilets. But again, it's all prevailing wage. Uh, very, very expensive. And the reason I bring this up is there were two bidders on this. This TS uh, Intermodal Maintenance who's out of, oh, where are they out of? They're up north somewhere. Stockton. Stockton, California. And uh, we had a local firm, Marvuli Incorporated. Now, a lot of folks know uh, the Marvulis, uh, very, very competent contractors. Uh, they bid $265,000, and the low bidder, which was this uh, intermodal uh, guy, $212,000. So that's a difference of, jeez, uh, really testing me here, about 50000 bucks. So about 20% higher. And, you know, we always talk about trying to buy local, uh, get local, let's keep it local. We want it local. Don't let it go uh, away from local. And, and it's so hard sometimes because, uh, you know, people have their, uh, their bids. And, and the unit prices, it's interesting when you go to the uh, unit price report, a lot of differences in permitting fees alone. The engineer's estimate was twenty-five thousand. The low guy he put in twenty-nine, and Marvuli was at ninety. So you know, there's, you know, there's like thirty-one, a lot, you know, sixty thousand right there. So again, things uh, depends on how people look at it. But you can't uh, force folks to uh, bid a lower price than what goes on. I mean, they they look at the estimate, they have all the plans and specifications. Hopefully, they're done correctly. And, and they move on. There's always a 10% contingency, as there is in this project, for change orders and that sort of thing. So sometimes, as a low contractor, you hope that you can get a, you know, if there's extra work, you'll be paid for it. If 
But uh, it's it's a very competitive world. The interesting thing was the engineer's estimate was one hundred and eighty one thousand dollars. So again, about twenty, uh, what thirty thousand uh, dollars lower than the low bid. And sometimes when they get these estimates in, there's just not enough money in the kitty uh, to pay the extra money. In this situation, there is because our airport has got some extra funds uh, from uh, I believe it was the uh, stimulus money, Build Back Better. Uh, something there, maybe it was a specific airport fund uh, that they got money for, and they were able to uh, make up this difference. So we will get new restrooms, believe it or not, out there at the airport, which is something that's been lacking for a long, long time. And as our, as you know, our airport's gone through a lot of uh, gyrations with getting different air carriers. And the air carrier we have now is called Advanced Air. We used to have boutique airlines, and there was some contention uh, when Boutique uh, was re-upping, trying to uh, keep keep the essential air service, the EAS as they call it, Merced is such a small market that people just don't gravitate here. You don't have Qantas and British Airways and Delta and United or whoever's out there now in the game coming in and wanting to set up shop. They have to be enticed. So they get what they call these essential air service providers that are basically paid a pretty hefty subsidy uh, to operate out of uh, small airports like Merced that don't really generate enough business. And even then, it doesn't always work out. We've had a lot of EAS uh, providers that start out wonderful, and uh, then pretty soon it's like, hey, where are they? I don't see any planes taking off. There's, you know, the doors are locked and uh, nobody's here. And so it's it's been a, you know, it's hard to believe because we have such a good thing going here. We have so many people that come to the area in going to the parks, in going to uh, Yosemite, uh, Sequoia, all of the different parks going over to the coast. Now we have the university here, just the draw of the uh, of California. And you would think we would have more airline flights in here than we do. And of course, the COVID situation didn't help anything with the number of departures from Merced. We've tried renaming the airport again. We've put money into it. We're putting new restrooms. Uh, we've tried to do some, uh, oh, I don't know, there were some areas where the asphalt needed to be repaired i think we put in some new hangers we're always putting a lot of money at the airport but our essential air provider which is in vad stair uh, is on the agenda this week uh, also is uh, way down at it's at the very end of the uh, at the um, at the uh, what do you want to call it the uh, meeting on the agenda here it's a business item is it a business item yeah it's a business item it's item l1 and Advanced Air has written a letter uh, to the city of Merced. I'm going to read it. It says, Dear Merced stakeholders, as you know, we initiated service in Merced on January 1st of this year and have since experienced load factors well below previous estimates. Although numbers have slowly increased over the last six months, our average load factor for the first six months of the year has averaged 34.4%, which translates to only 2,644 seats sold in this period. If we annualize this for the rest of this year, we are projecting just under 5,300 seats sold for 2022, which is well under historic load factors referenced in the request for proposal uh, for 2018 to 2020. And uh, just to give you some previous numbers before the COVID, in 2018, they had 14,382 seats sold. Now, this was boutique. In 2019, they had 12,959, and then here comes the COVID. 
Uh, and then in 2020, only 8,300 seats. But at 5,200 or 5,300, even way below the 8,300 by quite a factor. I go on with the letter. Since we first responded to the request for proposal almost two years ago, we have seen drastic marked shifts in supply chain constraints, fuel costs, and labor costs, just to mention a few. For example, fuel cost in January 21 averaged four fifty a gallon, where today we are seeing prices above $7 per gallon. Now, I find that interesting. I thought aviation fuel was a lot higher than that, quite frankly. So, uh, But again, going from four fifty to $7, uh, almost double. This alone increases our operating costs of over $225 per hour on the Pilatus 12 and $375 per hour on the King Air 350. Now, that doesn't include the pilots, all that other stuff. Of course, airplane parts. I uh, go on from the letter. The city of Merced recommended Advanced Air. Their first choice for the Los Angeles airport service was Hawthorne with Las Vegas uh, to fill a large hub requirement. Their second choice replaced Hawthorne with LAX, which, after review by the Department of Transportation, was ultimately awarded. At this time, Advanced Air is asking that the city of Merced revisit the option of Hawthorne Airport over LAX for the Los Angeles and sent this request to the Department of Transportation. The primary factor to ensure long-term viability of this market, the primary factor is to ensure long-term viability of this market, For Advanced Air to have long-term success in Merced, we need to build an operation that is not only extremely reliable and affordable, but also financially sound and sustainable. And that's the the warning bells going off uh, to the city of Merced, uh, letting them know, hey, we really need this change to Hawthorne, which is their home base. It's where they park their plane. So I understand uh, why they want to do this. The last paragraph of the letter says, We believe utilizing uh, Hawthorne over LAX will substantially enhance the passenger experience, benefiting the traveling public, advanced air, and ultimately the Department of Transportation subsidy cost on this route. Please see the survey attached showing that 78.57% of the passengers prefer the Hawthorne airport option. And, you know, I've never flown on advanced air, so I don't know about the Hawthorne option as opposed to LAX. I know there was a lot of uh, gnashing of teeth, a lot of discussion about this uh, when the when boutique air was involved in the situation, and advanced air uh, had some uh, critiques of of going into uh, a smaller airport. But the big a uh, lot of the talk was quite frankly about Las Vegas and getting into uh, that major airport over there and McCarran uh, flying right into the uh, into the big one into the big airport, and a lot of people wanted advanced air over that. But as you can see, the cost of operations is really affecting them quite a bit. And they've done a lot of outreach. They've done a lot of uh, uh, marketing to try to uh, help their situation, to get more people aware of Advanced Air. I think they have a a deal going on with uh, Yarts, where uh, people that come in to see Yosemite, they have a seamless connection with Yarts over there. Uh, one of the uh, deals with Hawthorne, and we saw this a little bit when Advanced Air came in, is this TSA sanitary zone. And Advanced Air did not have a TSA certified uh, sanitary zone. And I think that that was, uh, you know, quite a uh, quite a big deal uh, for them because they, um, you know, you have to you have to have the TSA clearance for people to get into LAX. So when they flew down there, uh, at first, they, they weren't uh, certified. They weren't, uh, you know, 
certified for this kind of service. Well, now they are. And by going into Hawthorne, they won't be. And I read, again, this is a letter that uh, Levi Stockton, the president of Advanced Air, had sent, uh, I believe, this letter was to the FAA. Yeah, U.S. Department of Transportation, the uh, uh, Essential Air Service and Domestic Analysis Division. So back in Washington, D.C., some uh, nondescript door in a hallway. And uh, they wrote this letter and they say, though HHR, which is the uh, acronym for Hawthorne uh, Regional Airport, does not currently have TSA on site, Advanced Air will work with LAX, TSA, and other sources seeking approval to initiate sterile operations for passengers flying to and from Merced and connecting to LAX. This would be accomplished by keeping the passengers sterile from Merced via Hawthorne to LAX using a TSA and LAX-approved shuttle between Hawthorne and LAX. So that's really interesting. So once you land in Hawthorne, if this is approved, you'll be kept in a you know, a, a sterile environment because, you know, there's no stopping at the liquor store, or getting outside of the TSA area once, you, you know, once you're in that plane. So Hawthorne isn't a sterile environment. So you're landing in Hawthorne. So you'll be getting in some sort of a shuttle or room or somewhere where you won't be uh, subjected to any outside forces and then shuttled over to LAX in that sterile environment and deposited, I guess, in the terminal somewhere. Uh, where you'll already be cl- uh, cleared of your your TSA clearance to connect to a connecting flight. The only problem I see with this is they don't address, uh, say you're in L.A. and you want to fly to Merced uh, from Hawthorne. They don't have any TSA services there, so I don't know if they let you get on the plane. I, I don't know if it's just people that are transferring from LAX uh, on connecting flights to Merced that can take advantage of this or not. So the uh, letter to the FAA uh, concludes, we realize that this may be an unprecedented request. However, we are confident that we are offering a solid solution to the budget shortfall that that will ultimately benefit the passengers, the airline, and the Department of Transportation. And uh, while while remaining viable, sustainable EAS provider, uh, offering superior service and uh, reliability in a difficult market, while still working within the Department of Transportation parameters. So this isn't a done deal. It still needs to be approved uh, by the Department of Transportation. But uh, at the same time, they need the city's uh, city of Merced's acquiescence in this to uh, get it changed from basically what they promised. Obviously, boutique air is out of the picture now, and they may have come to the same conclusion uh, after, you know, trying to provide service in a post-COVID environment. And uh, evidently, it's it's a very, very difficult thing. So now the concern is how do you promote advanced air going forward, uh, even with this new change in the Hawthorne, to get more ridership up to that twelve or uh, 15,000 uh, boardings a year out of Merced. And the more boardings we get, the more government subsidies we get. So it's a kind of a double-edged sword. It's something that you really... Uh, want to have and uh, it's it's very very difficult to uh, to get so hopefully that'll be something that'll be resolved at the merced city council meeting coming up on monday night again six o'clock over there in the council chambers uh, you can't miss it it's uh it's going to be a wild one uh, going forward like i say this new council it's um it's something that uh 
something that we'll have to see how it goes how it goes uh, with the makeup the new personalities on the board some of the old personalities on the board uh, very vocal on how they're going to uh, try to change things uh, for the better of Merced in their mind. Again, it needs to work for everybody. It should be a council that represents the whole city. Also want to encourage people to come out to the Christmas parade today. That's right. It's going to be happening at uh, 3 o'clock. Get in the queue. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think that, uh, you know, who cares if it rains a little bit? You know, we're, we're used to that around here. Not a big deal. Uh, you can easily uh, dry off, just like everybody else will. But hey, we're out of time for this segment of Merced County's, or not Merced, not Merced County Six. What is this song, hey, Dave Luna? How does he do this all by himself? Of the uh, Citizen Watch show. That's right, the bonus half hour. I wanted to get with you, let you know. But we're out of time. We'll see you later. <laughs>